Hello and welcome to Business, Barbells and Babies. This is the podcast where we will go far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Ro Hawley and I'm going to be sharing this time with you. We're going to be jumping into the real life shit, the struggles, the challenges, the real conversations that we need to have in order to not only navigate through the industry, but thrive and make a fucking killing. Let's have some fun. Now, I am just on like a big roll today. I am recording pretty much all morning because I just feel like I've got lots of awesome stuff to talk about and my energy is really into this today. So I didn't know when I was going to talk about this topic because it's going to get a little bit curly, um, but I'm, I'm ready to get into it. And the topic is, what if you're not meant to be a coach? And oh boy, where do I even start? Now in this episode, um, I actually haven't written down any preliminary show notes, which I've done on the other ones, because I just wanted to have like a conversation with no kind of barriers or no kind of guidance, because for me, um, I actually get a bit uncomfortable having to talk to people about this because it's almost like I'm shattering people's dreams. And so I didn't want to give myself limitations because then I felt like it's going to very much influence where I take this conversation. So where I'm going to start, I think, is when I talk to coaches, so I'm actually having coffee with um, a gal tomorrow who has reached out and is wanting to have conversation around getting into the industry. And when I talk to coaches that are wanting to get into the industry or new to the industry or finding it fucking hard, I always first bring it back to, well, okay, let's understand why it is exactly that you want to become a coach. Now, a lot of the time, the most common reason that I get that people want to become a coach or started to become a coach is because they've had great results themselves and they want to help other people feel and get the same. So whether it's someone that's had like a massive weight loss journey um, and with that weight loss journey, they have you know, found such an awesome power within themselves and they feel empowered, capable, passionate people that they then want to go ahead and take all that goodness that they've achieved and help to influence others. So that's like that. I would say that that is quite literally one of the biggest reasons that I see people, people tell me that they get into the industry is because they've had a positive result themselves, whether it's weight loss or not. And they want to then be the person to help other people do that. And although I think this is such a noble thing, I don't think that it has to be or should be the only reason or a reason why someone gets into the industry. So my next kind of point, because I just first want to understand why someone, like what's attracting them to the industry. And the thing that is attracting them is them good feels, right? Is them, is paying it forward, is giving that that feeling and those results that they've received. And what I generally start to go into next is I will start to talk to them about the reality of the industry. Now, the reason I generally do that is because I just kind of want to get a gauge as I'm talking and, and exploring with them how they're kind of receiving this information. 
So I've been in the industry for seven years and I know, I know what it's like. I've, I've been a commercial in the commercial gym as a sole trader myself. And now I um, own my own facility and have a, a growing team. And I have been through the different ups and downs over the seven years of what it's like in the industry, right? I've been through the different seasonal changes. I've been through the motivational highs and lows of this industry. I've been through the times where you're like, fuck this, I'm out. This is too hard. Um, Like I've just, I've seen it and I've been it. And I continue to want to be in this industry because of the love and, and just the love and admiration I have for what we do. Now I will I will go for more like an education base and I just like to watch them and listen to them and see how they kind of respond. So I'll start to talk about I always go back to like um, what I refer to as the six, six um, buckets in business. So the six buckets in business is like what I refer to as the different topics and areas of running a successful business. So that will definitely be like a whole other podcast by itself. But anyway, I start to talk to them about, um, you know, financial obligations, finances, um, what's going to happen there, what it kind of looks like, how much rent you pay in a commercial space, what typically earnings might look like, what tax looks like, all that kind of stuff, right? And I'm as I'm just talking, I'm just providing them with information. I want to see how their body language is. Then I start to go into other areas like, you know, what it's actually like to be a coach and work with people um, on a regular basis. You know, how it's you, oh my God, it's the most amazing feelings ever when you help a lady get a PB or get a result that she had no confidence that she could achieve. Um, But then I also talk about what it's like when bitches be cray and they've had a fucking tough day and they take that shit out on you. And, you know, I talk to them about what it's like when you have 10 sessions in a day and you're starting at 6 a.m. in the morning up until 8 p.m. at night. And I talk about all of this kind of like real life stuff of being on the ground and being on the gym floor. Um, I talk to them about like different systems and what I what I've like the kind of pitfalls that I faced when I first started um, and the systems that I have now. And then that generally doesn't tend to get like a whole heap of emotion or reaction. Um, other stuff that I'll start to talk about is obviously like um, understanding why exactly you're in the industry and who you might want to work with and all of that kind of stuff. And I also really start to hone in on what the lifestyle is like as a coach because this lifestyle is not for everyone. And it's so funny. I was saying this, oh God, I I say it so many times that I can't even remember the last time. But if you want to, when you become a coach, it makes it so much harder to do your own training. And it makes it so much harder to pursue your own goals. And on the contrary, people often get into the industry because they've had such success with their own training and their own results, right? So I do say to them, look, um, it's not necessarily going to take a back burner, no way, but it does make it harder to pursue, pursue your own shit. And there's definitely coaches out there that do a phenomenal job of um, 
kicking off their own lifting goals and staying really competitive in powerlifting or jumping on the stage on bodybuilding or whatever it is that is their jam, right? There are definitely coaches and business owners that do that, but it does put a strain on your own training and your own goals. Because if you think about it, you are, if you're, if you're a busy coach and you're, you're running a successful business, you're going to be immersed in it, immersed, immersed, whatever, 24-7. Like you're going to be immersed in this world all the time. And I know that I go through ebbs and flows of this is that I don't want to do my own training. And half the time when I've been coaching, and I don't do a whole big chunks of coaching anymore because of where I'm at in my career. But when I was doing big chunks of coaching, the last thing I wanted to do after I finished like six hours of, of coaching back to back is fucking train. Like... I actually want to get out of the gym, go outside in the sunshine, have some food, not talk to people, lock that shit down and get some space to just breathe and not have to be on. And this is what what it is like. And then if you're thinking, well, it's not always like that, you don't have to always be doing six hours of coaching. Well, no, you don't. But for me, business is such a high value for me. Like I want to, I want to have a successful business and a successful career. So in order to have that, I I work hard for it. And so it's like, you know, you could, you could have, um, you could have your training goals being really, really high. And then you could have your business goals kind of ticking along, but not being where they are, but you've then got to be, you've then got to learn to be okay with that. But then what I will hear is that you might have a coach that's really successful in their own training endeavors and their own goals, and then be really dissatisfied and going, well, I want to earn more money. I want to have more clients. I want to get better results for my clients. And it's like, well, you can only, you only have so much energy and we all have a X amount of time and you've got to choose where you put that, right? And so that's just something to really, really be aware of. Another thing that I'll talk to them about is... Like if you've got a partner in a family, um, this industry and this career will impact them, okay? Um, and like, yeah, fuck. I was going to try and pretty that up a bit and like be like, it's not going, it's not all bad. And well, it isn't all bad, but like I was going to try and say something like, um, you know, you can make it work and you'll find your groove and all that kind of stuff, which you guys will if you're in a, in a relationship, but the fact of the fucking matter is, is that when you first get into the industry, it is, it is an all in. And if it's not an all in at the start, then it's going to be a nothing because you're going to leave the industry because it takes a lot of work. So with my own experiences, so I've been with my husband, um, we've been married for three years. Fuck. Um, he'll probably hear this cause he edits these. Sorry, Lemmy, I love you. Um, we've been married for three years, but we've been together for 11 years. And um, I've been in the industry for seven years. So when I first got into the industry, and now, even now, like it's not just me on this ride. It is our whole family. I have a two and a half year old daughter and I don't get to see her at nighttime. I don't do bath time. I don't do dinner time. Um, yeah, I don't do those times with her. But what I do do is I do mid-afternoon times. I drop her to kindy. I have some options. So I have her on a Thursday, Friday. So yes, there are going to be sacrifices on your family. And it is important for your family as a unit to discuss 
have meetings, whether they're informal or formal about it, but everyone needs to be on the same page that this industry has got whacked up times because we train people when they're not working right, when they're not working business hours a lot of the time. So everyone's going to feel that and everyone's going to get affected by that. Whether it's good or bad, it's how you guys choose to move forward as a family unit or relationship or whatever it is. But this is the fact of the matter. And if you don't want to be a thriving coach, if you don't want to earn in excess of $1,000 every single week as a minimum base, if you don't want to be fully booked, then you you can spend more time with your partner. You can have three nights off a week, but you will sacrifice your business. Okay? That's the fact of the matter. And for me, as a business owner now, and I don't coach that much, the next part of my career is to actually have three nights off in the week. And it's taking me seven years to do so. So if you're starting the industry and you're one one year in and you're thinking it should be now, then it can be now. You can choose to take three nights off, but you're also cutting your opportunity to earn and your opportunity to train people. And that's, that's it. That's the factor of the matter, yeah? So... You have to be aware that this industry does affect your whole family. And so if you're not prepared for that, then this might not be for you. Another thing is that if you go into a commercial space and you're working by yourself as a sole trader, or even if you start working with someone or for someone, you know, you might have a loss in salary or earnings at the start while you learn your craft. Okay, like let's just say you go from a corporate job. So a corporate job and then you start the industry and you're six months in. There is a good chance that you're not going to earn the same amount as you did when you first started. There is also a good chance that you might earn the same amount and more. I certainly did. But that's because I put fucking so much work in and I busted my balls to do so. But I did sacrifice time with my partner to do that. So you've just got to see, right, there's all these like balls that we juggle. Like I'm literally juggling balls in the air as I'm talking to you. Yep, fucking am. Like there are all these balls that you've got to juggle and you've got to make decisions on. Okay. Another thing. Um, Like I really fucked up tax in the first two years of my business. I did not put money away, enough money away for taxes and I was still having to pay that shit off like year four, year five because um, you see money, people paying cash, that's how I used to roll, don't anymore because, um, you know, I needed to have some fucking financial stuff if I wanted to buy a house in the future. But the point is, is that cash flow will be hard at the start. It's not necessarily going to be as easy as you receiving your paycheck from a corporate job or a big company every single week, fortnight, monthly, your super's paid, your tax paid, whatever it is. Unless you work for an employer like me, whereas I'm just, I fucking want to give my staff that because I think it's really important, but this is not normal. Lots of gyms don't do that for staff if they work for them, right? And it's like, you've got to be aware of all this kind of stuff. So on the outside, it might look like, holy shit, if you watch me coach, you watch my coaches coach, other people that you admire in the industry or watch, 
oh, they are having an awesome time coaching. I wish my job was that exciting when I do it. Yes, when we're on the floor, like we are in flow because we love this shit, yeah? But at the same time, there is so much stuff that we do outside of sessions in order to be good coaches. So um, I was actually doing a bit of tracking with my staff over the last five weeks, in fact, because I was doing a bit of time auditing so that I can look to pay them more. Um, more for work that they do outside of sessions because I think it's important to um, give people and reward people that do the work. So they were going through a series of auditing and writing down all the tasks that they're doing outside of actual training hours. Obviously, things that came up was programming time, having conversations with our clients, going through goal setting, giving them advice around and suggestions around nutrition, um, fucking you know, talking them off a tightrope when they have got some heavy deadlifts to um, complete and they're a couple of weeks out from competition and that person just doesn't even want to go to the fucking gym by themselves. Like this is all the stuff as coaches that sometimes guys, you don't get to turn off. And at the start, when you get into the industry, because you're fully immersed in it and you haven't learned the strategies and you haven't lived the different seasons and the different experiences, you'll be on 24-7 and it's fucking exhausting. But as you stay in the industry, and for me, I truly see this, it, if you stay in the industry, uh, you know, more than like three years, and that's a fucking minimum because there's still coaches that are in the industry for three years and it's like they're just fucking coasting by. But if you stay in the, in the industry for more than three years and you keep slogging and you keep trying, then you fucking deserve to be in this industry because we get the privilege of working with clients, right? And so all of these extra tasks, all of this time that you're spending, all this energy, you know, thinking about your clients, it's going to be hard to wind down sometimes and hard to switch off. Um, and you'll learn as you keep going on to start setting boundaries. So setting times on your phone to check your messages, not looking at your phone after 9 p.m. or, you know, saying to your clients, hey, guys, I'm not contactable on a Sunday, whatever it might be. But at the start, you're going to want to over-deliver, guys. Like, as a trainer, you're going to go more than you should because you want it to work out so bad. And because the, the odds are stacked against you, um, it's fucking a high amount that leave the industry within the 12 months, the first 12 months. So if you, like that's just giving you a little tidbit of, oh my gosh, it, some things that go through my head and that we experience as a coach. And not everyone is equipped to do that and not everyone should become a coach. If you are not prepared for early mornings, late nights, if you are not prepared to spend more time outside of your sessions talking with clients if you are not prepared to brainstorm do do extra stuff to understand how you can help your clients move forward if you're not prepared to invest in your education if you're not potentially prepared for a pay cut if you're not prepared to be working a fair bit at the start and if you just want to get the awesome highs and get the PBs with your clients and get those feelings of, oh my God, I helped, helped to facilitate growth with someone, 
and you're hugely neglecting all of the tough shit, um, then then this is, industry isn't isn't for everyone, okay? And I think if we acknowledge that early on, and acknowledge that it's really tough, and but obviously, like if I didn't love it, and if my coaches and whoever's in my team and whoever's working for me and everyone we see doing really well, if they weren't prefer- prepared for that, they wouldn't do it. But it's it's time to get super honest and. A lot of the time, so I've done courses before, I've hired people before, and their career has come to an end. And that's neither sad nor upsetting or disappointing. It just is what it is. Because this happens when you start to see the reality of what it's like. And, you know, I use the, um, I use this kind of analogy, metaphor, I don't know. I use this example to explain it. So, before I became a mum and before I was, yeah, before I became a mum, I didn't truly know what it was going to be like. I could see what other mums went through. I could see what our, our, our clients that are mums were experiencing. But until I had my own child, until I went through those sleepless nights and until I fucking, you know, experience what it felt like when your fucking kindy rings your phone and you can see Marobi Street childcare and you're like, heart attack, what the fuck has my kid done now? Like until you feel these things, you truly don't know. And people tried to tell me and people did tell me and I listened, but you just don't know. And that's the same with coaching. Like I will tell you these things and explore these things and, you know, break into it and some people will start the industry and they won't really get it until they're there. But I still think it's really important for us to have these conversations. Okay. And if you do start in the industry and it's not for you, then that's okay. Like it's, it's not, it's not make, it doesn't make you a lesser human. But like I said, if you're like three years in and you're thinking, well, I should be further along, or I should this be e- this should be easier now. Or I should be getting these results, or I should have this balance thing fucking down pat. But if you're genuinely not doing the work to do it, then that's not that this industry is not meant for you. That's because you're not fucking doing the work. You feel me? You feel me? Okay. So, what if you're not meant to be a coach? Cool. It is what it is. But if you are interested in getting into the industry or you're a couple of years in or one year in, get help, get perspective, start investing in yourself, start investing money to learn, start investing time, start investing heartache and um, effort, conscious effort to, to explore what's going on, to understand if this is I'm not meant for this industry or I'm not doing enough work to succeed in this industry. Okay. So I hope you got some tidbits there and some take homes. Um, as I'm trying to just collate it in my head and bring it down to like a bullet point, because this is how my brain works. It's going, this is the work conditions of being a coach. Okay. This is the hours. This is the monetary amounts that you might get. This is the struggles you might get. This is how it's going to impact your family. Those are all the things you need to look at. All right. So on a lighter note, if you are a coach 
and you're struggling a little bit or you're you're wanting to get into the industry, then reach out. Um, I love having these conversations and sometimes it does result in me feeling like I'm shitting on people's dreams, but it's not intentional because I just want, I want people to succeed in this industry. There needs to be more female strength coaches. There needs to be more women in this industry leading the way and helping other women. There needs to be more women that can keep pushing the envelope and keep helping others to explore their best selves. So I want us to succeed and I hope that when we have these conversations or when I more have these conversations with you is that it's helping you to see that we can get through it together and we can keep pushing the industry and have more women representing the industry. Um, But it does take, you know, these conversations and this conscious effort. All right, guys, I hope that one was a bit of an eye opener and um, giving you some things to think about. And I will talk with you soon. Bye. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you got some good stuff out of this episode and you're ready to take the learnings and apply it to your own business. If you want to get in contact with me, send me a message through Instagram or send me an email, Rasheen H on Instagram or Rasheen at barbellbabesbrigade.com.au. Speak with you soon. Okay, bye.